Well, welcome everybody. Isn't it great to have the Church Unlimited family together? So all the campuses right up from Whangarei to Kaitaia, Rotorua, here at the West as well. It's uh, just thank you for all joining us this morning. Trust that so far the day has gone well. The worship has been great. I pray you've had a moment with God already. We certainly did here down in the West. It was just, we prayed for New Zealand. It was an awesome time. Hey, wasn't the prayer walk great? And right from the Cape to the Bluff, uh, people got out on the streets praying for the nation. I'm just believing something's changed in New Zealand, that we've shifted a bit more towards God as well. So please, I'm asking everyone all across our campuses, pray every day for these elections, and let's see what God will do. Let's just pray before we come to the Word of God today. Father, we thank you for your presence and Holy Spirit, we just ask as I share what you've laid upon my heart, Lord, based on an encounter that I had with you not long ago, I pray you'd take what I share and it would just have a deep, deep impact upon every person who comes under the sound of my voice. Holy Spirit, have your way in this meeting, we pray. Speak to every person I ask by your Spirit and by your power in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. John Ortberg, he writes a story in one of his books about this woman that uh, she had died, and uh, her husband is clearing out the attic. And in the attic, he comes across some, and some old blue dishes being wrapped up. So he said to his daughter, you can have these because, hey, I won't be needing them. They expect them to be an old dinner set, but to their amazement, it was exquisite chinaware, hand-painted, gold rims, irreplaceable, just fantastic. And in 20 years, this, none of the children had actually ever seen the set because what had happened was the family were not that rich or wealthy. And so she, she valued them so much that she got each item as it came. She would wrap them up in this tissue paper and then put it in a box in the attic to make sure the dishes never got broken. Okay, so she left it there for a special occasion, but no special occasion ever really came. And so as a result of that, she went to the grave with the greatest gift of her life, unopened and unused. When the daughter inherited the dishes, she got them out straight away. and She used them at every possible opportunity, and the gifts finally got out of the box. Every one of us have been given gifts by God, more than one. And what we do with our gifts is all important. But there's nothing more tragic than unopened and unused gifts. Ephesians 4 and verse 8 puts it this way. <clears throat> Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high... He led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men and to women, by the way. He gave gifts. God has given you gifts. Romans 12, verse 6 puts it this way. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Having then gifts. So God's given us gifts, all of us, and he wants us to use the gifts he has given them. So I've got them represented in here. 
I don't know what size gifts you've got here, but this could be a gift that God has given you. He's placed into your life. And, you know, it's, it's come. It's been given to you beautifully wrapped, actually, magnificently wrapped. I mean, these are the, the finest gifts that, that you will ever get. But as yet, they're still kind of in these boxes. Uh, but the whole, whole aim is uh, to get the gifts out and to start using the gifts that God has given you. I was flying not long ago from London to Doha after being up uh, promoting a UK and beyond. And when I got on the plane and the plane was just lifting off from uh, Heathrow Airport, I had an encounter with God. It happens every so often when I am flying, not all the time. And the presence of God just came upon me. <clears throat> it was very clear and it was very different. It lasted for about an hour, which quite frankly is quite a long time for the presence of God uh, to come upon uh, myself, and it was just, it's, it always, it's always a great experience to have. And uh, what I sensed was in this encounter with God, I sensed in my spirit the enormous importance of using the gifts that God has given us to serve Him. And it just came so strongly upon them. And it's almost like God said to me, Tuck, these gifts must be used. And it was like, I'm, I'm saying must in bold letters and capitals, they must be used. That's why I've given them. And then God allowed me to feel his heart, which occasionally he does. It's, a, it's, it's wonderful when you literally feel how God feels about something. And I was, I was shocked because he let me feel how much he has grieved when we don't use the gifts he has given us. And I started to think, oh, why are you so, why would this grieve you so much? Like, okay, so someone doesn't use their gifts, well, hey, raise up someone else. No, no, no. He said, I'm grieved. And I tried to work out why, God, are you so grieved about this? And what came to me was that he is grieved because there's people that you can bless with your gifts that are not going to be blessed if you don't use your gift. So God's grieving heart was for the people who miss out on us not using the gifts that God has placed in our lives. And wow, I could just, I'd, I'd, never, I'd never experienced this before. I'd never thought of it this way. I'd always thought people should use their gifts, but the fact that God is grieved and hurt when we don't was really amazing. And so I was kind of enjoying this, well, not enjoying this experience, but it was a real experience. But then, as God is so clever, he turned it on me. And he said, now, Tuck, are you fully using and developing all the gifts I have given you? I'm telling you, church, I felt the weight of God. I thought, my goodness, I better do a check here. And I have made some changes to my life as a result of that encounter with God that really touched me in a, in a I think, in a, in a profound, profound way. You know, our life's goal is to fully develop the gifts that God has given us. That's your goal in life, to discover everything God has put in you and to use it for his glory until the day you pass from this planet to the next life.
1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, As each one has received a gift, then to minister to one another, here it is, as stewards of the manifold grace of God. That backs up the experience. And it's good when God's word backs up an experience you have. Use the gift, why? To minister to others. (laughs) See, your gift is not about you. (laughs) It's actually about everybody else. That God wants to use your gift to minister to and to bless. And it's great to have all the campuses joining us today because each campus has got different gifts. You know that we can contribute to the whole body of Church Unlimited, right from Kaitai. I know there's people in Whangarei, immensely gifted, you know, down in Rotorua. And together we can fulfill the mandate of God upon us. And we, we need all those gifts. But imagine, just imagine having a, a singing gift as an example, or a musical talent like we have seen this morning. Imagine not using that gift. Imagine all the people that would miss out. Like, why, why, you know, I, I saw these, these, these talents and these gifts this morning. I thought, why would anyone not use a gift like that and just bury it in the sand? And all the people that could be so touched by your Whatever a gift, yours may not be your voice. It may be something else completely different. But it's such a powerful thing um, to use for, for each other. You know, I'm always thinking of our New Zealand and beyond, aren't I? And our, you know, people with singing gifts. And we're going to have a choir of 300 people. And I wonder if there's gifts up, sitting up there in Kaitai and Whangarei. You can sing or Rotorua or any of our campuses west. And you can be a part of a, a choir that I'm telling you is going to bring transformation to this nation. Thank you, Choir, for responding to that anyway. They're going to bring a, a real change. They're going to make something happen. So we use those gifts as God has given them to us. So God wants to build a culture, I believe, of serving in Church Unlimited, where everybody uses their gifts to serve God because that's the heart of God. Let's not be people or a church that grieve God's heart by hiding our gift and not making use of it. Matthew 20, 28, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Servants are the greatest in the kingdom of God. And with more campuses coming all the time, we need more people using their gifts so we can, uh, you know, support each campus wherever it might be all across the country. So you should have received a form this morning. Has anyone got a copy of that form? Has everyone got the, the gifts form? No, no one's got them. Has everyone got one? Is, is, wave, wave it around if you've got your... What's happened this morning, ushers? Can we get all the forms out, ushers, please? It looks like nobody's got them, because this is my whole message. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to... Sorry, campuses, maybe you're going to have to follow us as well. Get them, get all the ushers going. Let's go to every, every person right across this auditorium and have these uh, forms handed out, please. This is because I want to refer to those right now, and I'd like one myself, please. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay, so once you're going to get the form, you're going to find a, a whole list of areas in which uh, we want you to serve. Have we got ushers across this side as well, please? Can we have another six or seven ushers helping up in the balcony as well? That would be fantastic. 
Sorry, campuses, uh, this was not planned, but uh, we just got to do this right now. And uh, you can just look at your, your form this morning here, and you can see all the different areas in which we can say, if you haven't got a form, please raise your hand and keep it up until someone gets one. Up the front here, we need some forms as well. Thank you. Um, kids, information desk, music and choir, lighting, lighting, ushering, carpet. You can read it right through there. So just give us your name, your phone, your email, and where you would like to serve, all right? where you would like to serve. That would be absolutely fantastic. And we're going to collect these at the end of the service. So let's make sure. Is there anyone that's still not got a form? Just give us a wave, okay? Everyone on the campus has got their forms as well up in the balcony too. That is awesome. All right, I'm sure we'll sort it for the next service, okay? Just uh, while you're, um, you know, every, every gift that we're given is the talent you're given is God's gift to you. And what you do with it is your gift back to God. What your gift, you're given is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift that you're giving back to God himself. You know, and every gift is chosen by God. I may like my gift. <laughs> I may not like my gift. I may want someone else's gift. I may be jealous of someone else's gift. I may torture myself wanting to be like someone else. It's not going to do me any good because God has chosen the gift that he's got for you and he's chosen the gift that he has also got for me. Just keep in mind with your gifts, you don't have to smash doors down to make it happen, all right? You don't go into the splash. You know, you just let God do it. And when God opens doors, he opens them wide. If you ever find yourself having to push, hey, back away because that's not the way God does it. But just talking about gifts for a minute, I've just got to share with you. I was down in Taupo um, last week on th Thursday and Friday, or was it Friday and Saturday, somewhere around there, and I uh, just had a, a, an absolutely fantastic time. But I, I wanted to take up a love offering for a gift uh, to give to some people down there because I noticed that a couple of the girls had obviously fallen down getting to church, and they had their, their jeans were ripped just at the knees there. <laughs> And, you know, they're on that platform, having to, and I, felt, I just felt so sorry for them. And, and so, I, you know, I, I said, God, we've got to take up an offering for these girls because they, they've, obviously they've fallen over, probably bleeding while they're here. And so I said to the church, I said, look, can we take up an offering for these poor girls? And they weren't interested. They said, no, nah, flag it. They can just live with their ripped jeans and that. So there you go, folks. Just uh, if you ever see those, just keep in mind that it's just... It's a sad thing. I felt so sorry. They must have been humiliated, eh? I mean, you would be, wouldn't you? Because the whole half that gene could have fallen off any moment. It would have been terrible. <laughs> Louis L'Amour was one of the best-selling authors of all time. And uh, they asked him how, you know, he, he wrote 100 books, sold 230 million copies. They asked him this question. What was the key to his writing style? Now listen. He said, here's the key. He said, start writing. He said, this is the key. He said, start writing. He said, no matter what, he said, uh, the water does not flow until the faucet is turned on. So you've got to open up the box and start using your gift. Because when you start using your gift, you know, you start opening this box up. There you go. Look how nicely it opens up. See? We're going to start getting this thing open. Because once you open this thing up, the, the water 
the flow, the spirit starts flowing, and you know what you're going to discover? You're going to discover that gifts and abilities that you didn't even know that you had. And as you start opening up the gift and start using the gift that you've got, you're going to develop it. It's going to have more impact. It's going to be more effective. You've got to turn on the tap and start using it, and you will be amazed at, at what God will do through you. See, what for me, I started many years ago, I turned the tap on when I started teaching six kids in Otara down in South Auckland. I traveled 30 to 40 minutes every morning just to teach these kids. I prayed so much for those kids. But from then on, the, you know, it's almost like layer after layer of gift has opened up because what you're going to find is once you open up the box and use one gift, you're going to find there's another gift in there as well. Then you're going to, as you use that gift, you're going to find there's another gift there as well. And there's another gift there as well. And you will be amazing. The greatest tragedy is to go to the grave with unopened and unused gifts that have never been used for the glory of God. It's like you go to the grave with your wealth still within you. That's why the cemetery is the richest place on the planet. Planet. Books never written, songs never composed, leadership never developed, ministries never, you know, leadership never uh, were coming forth. All of those gifts. Friend, don't you be one of those people. Don't you go to the grave with this boxy, hey, my gifts, you know, I'm going to the grave with the whole lot. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Open them up. Start using them for the glory of God and be a blessing to multitudes of people all across the planet. So, the person who benefits most from using their gifts is the user. <laughs> you benefit the most. I mean, people get blessed, but you benefit even more because you suddenly discover why God put you on the planet. With any gifts, we can respond in one or two ways. First, we can say, well, it's pretty risky to use this gift. Mm. It may not go well. It may not be appreciated. So taking your gift out of the box, using our talent, is risky. It is risky. The second option is this, is that you just leave our gifts unopened and we thwart the desire of the giver. You see, it's the giver. Imagine if you brought this fantastic gift for someone for their birthday. <coughs> for their birthday. And they don't open it. And you spend days, weeks, months planning it. Saving for it, giving it to me, I mean giving it to them, <laughs> and they don't open it. How would you feel? How would you feel? Would you be grieved? You would be. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's why God is grieved when we get gifts and we don't open them. And we need to be like Peter who stepped out of the boat and walked on water. Listen, when you start to use your gifts... And get out of the boat, empowered by the Spirit, you are going to walk on water. You're going to do things that you never thought you could possibly do. I think Church Unlimited, as we're using our gifts from all our campuses together, we're starting to walk on water. We're starting to see an influence and impact that we never dreamed was possible. But it's come as we've turned the tap on, started using the gifts and developing them and just seeing what God would do. Peter did not want to be a boat potato. Unwilling to get out of the boat, he had to take a risk. And using our gifts does risk uh, failure, criticism, embarrassment. It's going to take time, sacrifice. There's a cost of getting out of the boat, but there's also a cost of not getting out of the boat and of not using our gifts. And the cost is one word, growth. 
We failed to grow into all that God wanted us to be. The person he called you to be, the amazing talents that God had for you, they get never developed. And, uh, you know, we all love growth. We love it when babies grow. You know, business people like it when their companies grow. People like it when their gardens grow. You know, church leaders love it when they see growth. There's few things worse than stagnation. You know, it's sad when a marriage, one blooming is pla- once blooming, has plateaued. If affections have cooled, they just take one another for granted. Or a middle-aged couple or an older couple, once fired up to serve God, now spend their evenings in front of a TV. Dreams sacrificed on a lazy boy. Gifts no longer being used. Isn't that a tragedy? You know, to the grave, to the last day, last breath you have on earth, get out those gifts, use them and develop them because some of you are going to score a home run on the last lap. Some of you are going to hit the ball out of the park on the last lap. When you think you're done, you are not done. You're ready to go. You're ready to fire. Get that gift out of the box and go for it in Jesus' name. That's my urging to you, and I believe that's what the Spirit is saying to all of us today. On the final lap, (laughs) in your last days, boy, you can have the maximum impact. You know, and I'm just young, but I believe my later days are going to be really, really impacting and powerful. Romans eleven twenty nine. the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Your gifts stay with you to the grave. You cannot get rid of them. You cannot unload them. You cannot lo- lose them. They are irrevocable. You may have sinned. You may have messed up. The gifts are still there. God is a giver. He's not an Indian giver who gives and takes it back. All right? He keeps it. All right? So that, that's the way it is. It's yours. So here's my encouragement to you. Maybe you have stopped giving. Maybe you've stopped serving. Maybe you've thought, oh, man, I'm calling it a day. Hey, it's never too late to get going again. It's never too late to pick up that box and say, okay, God, I'm unwrapping this baby and I'm going for it. I'm going to make a difference on this planet. Somehow if I can find the ribbon here, one of these, somehow you're going to, you might have to fight for it. See, it may be hard to get it out again. See, that was a good illustration, wasn't it? Did you like that? Yeah. See, it was hard to get that one going, but you can get it going. It may take a bit of effort, it may take a bit of energy. I want to keep saying it till your last breath. Till your last breath, serve him. Because you don't know what you're going to do in those last days or whatever days they are. And the other thing we've got to remember is you actually don't know how many days you've got. Oh, well, I'll use my gift in five years' time. You may not be around, God forbid, but you may not be around in five years' time, even if you're whatever age you might be. Let's use our gifts. I'm managing to make quite a good mess up here, aren't I? Which is, which is great. Fantastic. All right. Look at the time. Oh, my goodness. I am one third of the way through this message, and I do not know what to do at this point in time. Okay. We better read Matthew 25. We'll read Matthew 25. Stay with us, campuses. Don't run away. Okay. Matthew 25. We're going to read 14 to 21, and I'll just make a few comments and wrap it up. This is a parable of the talents for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. He called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. He gave to one five talents, another two, another one, and to each according to their own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he had received five talents, went and traded them, made another five. He had received two, made two more. He received one, went and dug it in the ground. Here's the one that never used his talent, hid, hid his Lord's money. So after a long time, the, servant, the, the Lord came to the servants to settle accounts with them. So he who received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, I've gained five more talents. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. 
I will make you ruler over many things. Can you see how once you use your gift, God promotes you and gives you more response? So let's go to 24. But he received one talent, came and said, Lord, I know you're a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered. I was afraid, went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Now watch this. The Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew I reap where I have not sown, gather where I have not scattered seed. These three employees, if you like, given five, two, and one talents, five talents worth millions and millions of dollars. What do you do when you're suddenly handed millions of dollars? And the giver says, now I want you to use them and multiply them and, you know, invest them well. What do you do? You see, our gifts are of enormous value to the giver. He trusts us with us. So he's given you, this, let's, let's take this biggest gift here. Everyone's been given us, we've all been given this one. It's worth millions of dollars. In other words, your gift is enormously valuable. Don't ever say it's, it's, it's small or minor or little. No, no, it's not. Every gift is of enormous, massive, astronomical value. That, you know, the one who got the least of that was still worth millions of dollars. Okay, so you're, the talent God, the gift God has given you is of huge, huge value, able to have a massive impact on, on so many people and to bless them as you utilize them and use them. And so a couple of them do well with it and use them. But the third one takes this greatest opportunity of his lifetime and he buries it in the field. He does nothing with this. He's given this massive, and he, and he just does nothing. I mean, who, how do you do nothing with the greatest gift of your life? It's like you had millions of dollars. You don't spend any of it. You just go and put it under the bed and leave it there till the day you die. I mean, you'd think that's insane, wouldn't you? But it's the same thing of what you do when you've been given a gift that you, that you never, never used. And so that's what the servant did. Servant did. But, and it says, you know, this, the first two servants, they, they did what they could immediately. You know, sitting here and in our campuses are some exceptional gifts. So are some amazing, well, many exceptional, many amazing, amazing gifts. Some of them have never been used or developed, but they are about to be. They are about to be. Watch out. Grab your form right now and start filling this thing in before you lose the inspiration to do so, because they're going to collect these at the end of the service, and we're going to see if we can't mobilize a whole stack more of people, uh, for your, for, mostly for your own benefit, all right? We will benefit too, but this is mostly for your own benefit, because once you start using your gifts, God is pleased with you, God is delighted with you, and God will bless you. And so God is going to start, uh, you know, stirring up people. They're going to start opening up the gifts and pulling them out. I want to see if this one opens up here. Let's have a go. Yeah, this one, look, this one comes easy. Going to open this gift up right up and start to use it for the glory of God. I'm not sure what's in here, but we'll find. Oh, man, look, it's awesome. This gift is just fantastic. All right, let's have a look what's in there. Three million dollars. Man, honey, can you look after this one for us? Don't give it to anybody. That is, see, it looks like this we do on earth is only a practice run for what we'll do in eternity. So there's a lot of reasons why people don't use their gifts. Let me give you, oh, my time is gone. Sorry, folks. I am going to have to finish it right here. But here's my last point I want to do. You know the guy with the one, one talent, you know, who didn't use it? It's incredible, eh? The, the master didn't say, look, I understand. Look, I appreciate you've been hurt. You were busy. 
you serve long hours, you're tired. Look, it's okay. I understand you're not using your gifts. Now, he doesn't say that. He says in verse six, 26, you wicked and lazy servant. Friends, we don't want anyone, God to say that to any one of us. We want to take our gifts, we want to open them up, and we want to use them for the glory of God. Would you please take your forms right now? Would you fill them in? Because serving God is the most satisfying, it's the greatest opportunity of our lifetime that's presented to all of us to live our lives for God and for His glory and to serve Him. Let's take our gifts. Don't compare your gift with anyone else. You know, the, the one with the one gift, he probably thought, well, my gift's so mine, it doesn't matter if I don't use it. It's not what the master said when he gave an account. He said, oh, I understand your gift wasn't much use anyway, so it didn't matter that you didn't use it. He didn't say that. So don't, don't compare your gift with someone else. Whatever it is, open the box. Let's use it, and let's hear all of us, those words from the master. Well done, <laughs> good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Amen.